This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Hello and welcome to Health and Living with me, Lim Su An. The Ministry of Health recently reported a 57.3% spike in cases of COVID-19 and that's during the week of November 19 to 25 compared to the week before that. Now, paired with um, increasing anecdotal evidence that more people are falling ill um, from what we've seen and what we've heard from the people around us, many Malaysians are worried if this signals a comeback for the coronavirus. So join Joining me today to help us understand um, what's happening and what can be done about the current situation, what should we do as individuals, is Dr. Victor Ho, Professor of Occupational and Environmental Health, as well as Public Health Medicine Specialist from University of Malaya. Thanks for joining me today, Prof. Victor. Thank you very much, uh, Sue Ann, for inviting me. And uh, it's a great pleasure to be back on BFM again. Now, Prof, as I mentioned, right, looking at the latest COVID-19 numbers, how concerned should we be about this latest spike in cases and what's led to the sudden increase? I think the uh, rise in the number of cases is expected because uh, it, that, that we, shouldn't, we shouldn't be too concerned about it. Mm. Uh, there, there'll be a rise and fall, but uh, currently if you look at the general uh, last year uh, data, basically it, the cases actually are coming down. Mm. the context but if you compare it week, week by week then you will get some week which is higher than others there are a lot of factors actually can relate to that the movement of the people the different kind of uh, variants that comes in but currently there is no uh, Ministry of Health have not actually highlighted any uh, concern on, on the variant and even WHO have not highlighted any concern of the variant of course we understand that because the, the weather is changing and people are also traveling more, and sometimes they basically they do bring back bring this from countries where where there is a higher higher prevalence of uh, COVID nineteen in in the community. That's some of the reasons. But I don't think the uh, Ministry of Health actually have provided a breakdown on what type of cases and whether it's local or, or uh, imported cases. It's, it's nice to look at the numbers, and because we comparing week by week, there's sometimes a week will be lower and sometimes a week will be higher. But overall, looking at it from the bigger perspective, the number of uh, cases actually are coming down from uh, the uh, beginning of 2023. Mm. Prof, we also used to look at um, the hospitalizations and deaths due to COVID to sort of give us a better mm. idea of what's happening, right? Um, are we Correct. seeing any num- concerning numbers in those two areas now? Uh, there, there are there are a slight increase, I think, for hospitalization and also uh, I think there's a slight increase in the death. But... Uh, those those are those are basically uh, expected, but you look at the capacity of the hospital to handle these cases. Mm. Is uh, COVID cases is not not an issue. I think we are more more concerned about other other respiratory respiratory illnesses that is is still around that people are actually uh, uh, admit, uh, going to hospital for the other respiratory illnesses mm. like influenza and also uh, pneumococcal, which is basically an important important concern. Mm, it's not just COVID-19 to be worried about, but all the other illnesses that have been there for all this while, right? Yes, because because the only, the only thing that COVID-19 is reported, that's why that's why we are we are much more uh, aware of it. But uh, if you look at other cases that also are, but, but looking at the capacity of the hospital, as, as, uh, hospital capacity, also the uh, ICU capacity that is published in the Ministry of Health website, there is mm-hmm. no concern currently. There's still, there's still capacity still there if, if any to handle any search in cases. Mm. I also want to talk about public measures, uh, public health measures for a bit. You know, a lot of restrictions, I think almost mm. all of them have been lifted for quite a while now. Um, 
at what point or should even MOH consider bringing back any sort of public health measures, um, things like masking or even encouraging people to get their booster vaccinations? Um, is that something that you, you foresee needs to be done? I think the, the public actually have learned about a lot of these measures during the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm-hmm. And for the Ministry of Health to just bring it back in, suddenly it would it would basically cause some disruption. But I mean, that there, there are other factors that the Ministry of Health need to con- need to be concerned about. But the main thing I think the the public need to understand is that uh, they have to understand where, what what is their own risk of mm-hmm. getting the disease and what is the risk when they are getting the disease. What are the other comorbidity they are having, and also depends on the area that they are actually uh, going. Like if you if 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 you're coming to hospital, we encourage every every single person coming to hospital actually to be to wear mask, mm. and that 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 is important. But if if you're going on public transport and you think that there's a lot of people around, then you should you should wear a mask. But looking at it, masking is also important if you have a symptom mm. and if 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 you're symptom and you're going out, you you should also wear a mask. And that is what is practiced in in countries like Japan. Japan, I think, is one of the most or the best country to. Uh, to emulate if you want to talk about how how to actually mask. Because if you look at them, even before COVID-19, anybody with symptoms will wear a mask before mm. they go out. And that is basically good good practice. I think that that we should we should actually emulate. But other than that, I I don't think I don't think there would be a drastic introduction of measures in the control controlling the disease itself. But of course the the thing that is important is that if you think that you need booster or need uh, vaccination, then I think I think you sh- the people should actually go for it. If you look at the number of people basically getting booster, actually very small amount. Mm. Second booster is even even much smaller. Mm. Although most of the healthcare workers actually have have a received second booster already. Mm. So we have received second booster even though we are exposed to COVID nineteen uh, patient, we are not we are not really very worried about it. Mm. Even though we get COVID nineteen, usually it's mild COVID nineteen. I think the concern now, Prof, is people, some or at least some people who have tried to see where they can get a second booster is they can't seem to find any clinics that offer it, yeah, right? Yeah, right. I think, I think, I think that that is the problem because of the uh, limited number of patients, limited number of areas that they offer it. Mm. I'm not. I'm not sure where it's offered. I think the Ministry of Health should have, should be able to have it. Mm. But beside beside COVID nineteen vaccination, I think those people who is basically uh, vulnerable or have a comorbid, comorbid condition, or also basically people who are traveling, you know, to let's say to the north, uh, where currently they basically are having winter, mm. should also consider should also consider influenza vaccination. You know. Mm. And that that is important because and that is important to ensure that your travel is not disrupted. But for people who is basically over sixty years of age and uh, comorbidity, other kind of vaccination like pneumococcal vaccination also is also good a good uh, option. But all those basically all those vaccinations are not offered uh, free of charge by the Ministry of Health. But it might be it might be included in their in their medical insurance, and that basically will reduce the risk of uh, any respiratory disease. And also that will basically. Uh, is so important. Not just COVID nineteen, we got to be concerned about, but any kind of respiratory disease is 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 is, is also a problem. Mm. People have been waiting mm. to hear news about the bivalent vaccines for quite a while now. Do you think that will have a significant impact if or when um you know the Ministry of Health does bring them in? I I'm not sure whether it would it would be a significant impact on on the uh, number of cases uh, coming down. Because the current vaccine actually is also is also quite effective in the context of mm. uh, reducing the number of uh, uh, cases and so severity of cases, 
But if if the Ministry of Health do bring the bivalent vaccine vaccine in, it also need to be convinced. People need to use it because there are always always the problem of uh, bringing the uh, having new vaccine and people might not be firm, might not be comfortable with with having something new to them. Mm. So it 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 not doesn't only depends on whether it's available or not, but also it's available and individuals actually do uh to get vaccinated. Mm. But of course, if it's there, then uh, we would, especially from the healthcare perspective, we would basically ask our healthcare workers to actually be vaccinated because that would actually reduce the risk of uh, getting COVID-19 and also make, reduce the risk of we not having enough workers in the healthcare industry if they get COVID-19. Mm. All right. Um Self-testing for COVID, a lot of people have been, uh, haven't been doing that for quite a while. When or how often should people be self-testing, if, especially if they display signs and symptoms of uh, COVID-19? If and when you display signs of COVID-19, self-testing is, also, is a good way. Lah, but, mm. uh, and self-testing for COVID-19 is also a good way of doing it. But currently, because the, uh, the, the kit is actually very affordable mm. in that context. And I think self-testing is good. Uh, usually you self-test when you have symptoms mm. all right, or prolonged symptoms of cough and you want to know whether you have COVID-19 or not. So if it's not COVID-19, then it, it could be some other uh, respiratory diseases. These kits that test other respiratory diseases like influenza is available from your uh, nearest uh, uh, clinic itself. So mm. you can actually go to your general practice clinic or your family family medicine clinic to actually get you tested for other 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 kind of respiratory disease which also is available as a test kit so you could usually know usually would know the result uh, straight away mm. whether it's influenza or not whether it's COVID-19 or not mm. Alright yeah. um, Looking at the time of the year now Prof it's holiday seasons like you said people are travelling both within Malaysia and outside of Malaysia people are also planning to spend time together in large groups um, What is your message to the public with regards to preventing COVID-19 infections and transmission? I think the same message goes through all the time is that you have to be aware of what is your risk factor of getting the disease. And if you get the disease, what's the risk factor of uh, getting a bad bad outcome? Mm. And for people who are traveling, we all advise that you should get a, get a travel insurance, mm. no matter how, how short a travel or how confident you, that you are. But if you're traveling outside the country, it's better to get a travel insurance that covers your medical condition and covers your medical medical evacuation because we understand that travel is usually uh, incident-free, but once the incident have occurred, it will be very, very costly if you don't if you don't have travel insurance. The other thing that the uh, individual needs to be concerned need to know is that where you travel and see whether what are the current uh, medical current advice that is given mm. during the travel. Because before you travel, you need to go through that. I think the website that we I I recommend is the CDC website. CDC mm. website that is a travel advisory. Mm-hmm. So they have travel advisory and travel advisory do cover medical medical condition. And that under the travel advisory, they will give uh, some advice on what is the current uh, diseases in the area. And if there is an increase in COVID-19 or increased respiratory disease, then you need to be careful. And there is also advice on what, what to do for the area. So do bring your mask along, mm. do bring your COVID-19 test along and do get medical insurance or travel insurance before you travel. That's, that is what we I do all the time. All right. Thank you so much, Prof. Victor. All right. Thank you very much. I've been speaking to Dr. Victor Ho, Professor of Occupational and Environmental Health and Public Health Medicine Specialist at University of Malaya. I'm Lim Suan and this has been Health and Living, BFM 89.9. 
You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.